The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WHIO and Cox Media Group. This is WHIO's Brian Kilmeade. Hi, everybody. Dayton is our number one priority. You know that. And as news breaks, we'll break in anytime. Dayton's all news and talk is 1290-957-WHIO. Welcome. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Live the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us on podcasts via iTunes uh, by searching Living the Full Life with Dr. Juan. And I also want to remind you, you were created to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. Uh, my job is to teach you how to do that so you can make it happen naturally. So I want to welcome you to the show today. And I know we're on a holiday weekend, which is awesome. Um, so the topic today we're going to be talking about is genetics, epigenetics, and that is going to really morph into a couple of more uh, radio shows that I want to do about this topic, something that a lot of people kind of hear uh, thrown around and genetics and all that good stuff, but they don't really know what it means and how it affects them. So uh, I'm excited to talk about this topic today. Uh, you know, and, and of course, you can call our office at 937-552-7364 if you have any questions about this topic or topics we covered in the past. So as always, I like to start my show by talking about my mom. Uh, my mom, how does this relate to my mom? I know not every single, you know, thing relates to my mom, but it does in a way because it all has to do with health. And uh, even if I'm talking about the prostate, uh, you know, it has nothing to do with my mom, but the way that the body creates disease and the, the way that the body does not uh, function 100% does kind of relate because obviously uh, that is something that you, you, you we all kind of deal with, uh, whether directly or indirectly. So uh, as always, so my, my mom is my rock. Uh, my mom, uh, prior to meeting my wife, was the most important woman in my life, uh, obviously, as it should be, I feel as though. Uh, my mom, you know, as a single mother of three, she really struggled to feed us and, and put a roof over our heads and make ends meet. So my mom is my hero, just observing her her tenacity and her hard work and her willingness to just not, not you know, fall over and... Um, just take what the what the the world would bring her. She she decided to act upon herself, and she took. I, I remember seeing her taking the last hundred or so dollars of her, her money, and basically starting her own company from the ground, her own cafeteria by just making sandwiches and and bringing drinks to truckers out in uh, the port in Puerto Rico. We used to live back there, and uh, she created her own company, her own her own her own business. And uh, she was able to then obviously, you know, flourish us with, with blessings of, of gifts, especially having gifts on Christmas. That was something that was not a given every single Christmas, you know. So it was pretty cool to see her. But it devastated me when she called me uh, six years ago now to tell me she'd been diagnosed with breast cancer. Of course, at that time, it rocked me. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what, what I would do. I didn't know what, how to help her. I had no idea. I am scared. My wife and I, Dr. Whitney and I, were both chiropractic students in school. We were already stressed to the gills. We had a, a beautiful little girl, Eden, who is seven years old now. Uh, you know, kudos to her. She just accepted the, the, the Lord Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior uh, and public depiction by, by getting baptized. That's a huge, awesome thing. I had the opportunity to do that. I was uh, a sobbing mess, but I got through and it was just a beautiful sight of just passing on the things that we value in our family to the next generation. But nonetheless, Eden was one year old. My mom was diagnosed with cancer. It was around Easter time. I missed my daughter's first Easter um, because I was in Houston, Texas, helping my mom 
throw out all her toxic stuff, all her really, really bad foods, and revamping her pantry, her toiletries, and her cleaning products because all those things affected her body's ability to develop the disease she had. Uh, In the midst of that, I was also like, you know what, we need to take x-rays of your spine to make sure your brain and your body are communicating 100% because that's what controls everything, mom. Your brain controls your body. God designed it that way. Let's just make sure that it's talking at 100% to it. So we got her spine checked, and from the side view of your neck, you were supposed to have a 45-degree angle. When we took my mom's x-ray, we saw that she had lost 100% of the curve in her neck. Her neck was completely straight, not normal. Strike one. From front to back, you are supposed to be completely straight. In the upper back area, my mom had a bend in her spine, crushing the same exact nerves coming out of there that would go to her breast tissue and vital organs. When I saw that, I knew that was the cause of her problems because for years, my mom suffered from upper back pain, neck pain, headaches, chronic sinus infections, and every single time she went to the doctor, she got the same answer. That answer was medications that cover up the symptoms, leading her to developing a more serious disease, cancer, that she obviously has been battling for the last six years. So how does this relate to epigenetics and genes? It, it relates because my mom made choices that were affecting her genetics and her body. So I want to just talk about genetics right now because a lot of a lot of you have been told the good old lie, the white lie. It's a well, that's just genetics. You know, there's really nothing you can do about it. And there is some truth to it. Yes, there is some truth to a good portion of it, but not all all diseases are not 100% genetic. Um, you know, predisposition. Because the, the, I'll, I'll go on a little bit of a rant right here. Uh, I know I've, I haven't gone on, on any of those in a little while. <laughs> maybe maybe I have. I don't know. You guys keep better track than me. But I'm gonna go on this rant right now. So when your doctor tells you. That is your genes. Like you have high cholesterol because it's genetics. Um, you are diabetic because it's genetics. You have blah, blah, blah because it's genetics, right? All that does, it, it, it excuses you from responsibility, number one. And I'm not trying to be too harsh on you because you're obviously following the doctor's orders, and I get that. But it excuses you from responsibility. So what that does, it puts you in a victim mentality. Victim. I am the victim. Well, I have bad genes. Womp, womp. I have bad genes. Therefore, I have no power over what I do because no matter what I do, I'm still going to be doom and gloom with the same exact disease that my dad, my grandpa, great grandpa, all of them had. And I'm going to die no matter what I do. So you know what? You only live once. Let's party it up. Let's go ahead and YOLO, bro. Let's go ahead and eat whatever we want. Let's do whatever we want. And let's just go ahead and be irresponsible. And you know what? At least a few years we got here on this earth, um, we had a good time. So I'm just going to go ahead and take the pills. And I'm, I'm excused from ever looking at the nutritional facts on the back of any bottle or any box of food or anything I ever eat again because I have the genetics for you know, high triglycerides, diabetes, you name it. It's your excuse. So you're good. Do whatever you want. How logical does that sound? So it's not very logical. It's actually, uh, it's a victim mentality. And it's funny because a lot of you, uh, you know, I know I'm on a conservative radio station. I'm pretty conservative when it comes to a lot of things. But a lot of you are are looking out in the world and seeing some people that are entitled, uh, some people that do have that victim mentality. They all come in all colors, shapes, and sizes. So I'm not generalizing any sort of, you know, uh, ethnocentric. you know, background for anybody. I'm just saying human beings, some of them are empowered. Some are, some of them are victimized. And those who are victimized, once you are entrapped in that mentality of victimhood, you will act like a victim 
all decisions. Your glasses will be shaded with a nice shade of my, my glasses are rosy red. Uh, you know, that's what Dr. Whitney says. I have rosy red glasses because I see the world through a super optimistic view. Everything's well, it's going to work out. It's going to be better. Uh, some people though that are victims will look at the whole entire world through a victimhood. Nice little shade of victim. I am a victim. Everything that happens to me, the light turned red. That's because I have high triglycerides. I knew it. That light knew that I had high triglycerides. I didn't get hired is because I'm a little overweight and my mama was big bone and my dad was big bone and I'm going to be big bone, right? That's a victim mentality. And we're the first ones to point the finger at the victims that we're seeing, you know, everywhere doing all the different things that are going on in our country. Not to even talk about that right now, but that's all victim mentality entitlement, right? So right now you're like, hey, you know what? I'm entitled to get this medication for this number, right? I have no power. So what is, how does this even relate to genetics, Dr. Juan? You're like way on the deep end. You're in the rabbit hole real deep. Can you come back out? Absolutely. Here it is. If you have genetics for, um, let's, let's, let's talk about diabetes, for example. You have genetics for diabetes, right? Um, so if you have the genetics for diabetes and you choose to eat a bunch of Krispy Kreme donuts and you choose to eat nothing but carbohydrates or sugars. Uh, some some people don't know like that rice is a carbohydrate and actually dries up your blood sugar. But nonetheless, um, you know, if you choose to make those decisions for yourself, uh, that is no longer part of your genetic makeup. That is part of you making decisions that actually are leading you to a healthier or a sicker version of yourself. So let's just let that sink for a second. So it is your own doing. If you are eating foods and things that are actually not good for genetic makeup. So let's talk about genetics, right? First of all. So you have the genetics for um, actual uh, diabetes, let's say, right? The genetics are there. You may be predisposed to actually have a higher blood sugar level than somebody else. You may be predisposed to have a higher blood pressure, even a higher levels of cholesterol, and that's okay. There's a few far in between people that do 100% truly have that. No matter what they do, their cholesterol levels are going to be high, right? Um, there's other underlying causes, which we'll get into in another segment. But, you know, if you have those genetics and those genes, that's the hardware the genes, the genome is the hardware. It's kind of like the computer, like the, the tower of the computer, the monitor, the keyboard, and the mouse. That's the hardware, right? That's what's actually doing the doing, uh, is doing is the doer, right? It's actually creating protein. It's creating the cholesterol. It's creating the, you know, the, the blood sugar issue, right? That's what genetics are. The, the genome is literally the hardware parts that are doing what they're supposed to be doing in your body. The problem is that epigenetics is above genetics, above epi, uh, right? That's what it means, above genetics. Epigenetics says that you can actually turn on or off genes based on your environment and the behaviors you choose. So remember I was talking about Krispy Kreme donuts, right? If you are pre-diabetic and your A1C is not yet at a really high number that would consider you a diabetic, right? Like above a 5.7 or 5.8%, whatever it is, right? They would not consider you a diabetic just yet. You're like, you know, in that pre-diabetic to full-blown diabetic, right? But if you choose to make, the, uh, to make the decisions to actually consume foods that are really, really high in sugar, you're actually impacting your epigenetics. And epigenetics is you turning on or off the actual genes that allow you to either, you know, process and digest that sugar really fast or really slow. 
So you may have the gene, whether that gene turns on or off, or the software telling what that hardware is supposed to do, the gene and the genome, right? That's the hardware. That's the protein and the DNA and chromosomes and all that stuff, right? I don't want to get too scientific, right? That's all in the DNA of the cell. So the DNA might be exactly the same in every cell, but the thing is that the software telling that actual DNA what to do and how to behave is all directly related to your actual environment. You have an external environment, which is, you know, call, uh, cold, it's hot, uh, you know, stinks outside or it's very pleasant smell, whatever. That's the external environment. There's dusty, you know, sunny, whatever. There is also an internal environment. And how do you affect that internal environment? By what you put in your body, on your body, and your, in your mouth. So this is where epigenetics and nutrition have a lot to do with each other because my mom was making choices. Whether she had the genes for cancer or not is basically almost irrelevant. Even if she did, she chose to eat ramen noodles out of that styrofoam cup. Styrene is one of the actual components in styrofoam. Styrene is a known carcinogen. Also, ramen noodles are the ones that come in that little cup are not the most healthiest option out there. It's literally nothing but sugar. Then you had the actual the, the, the flavor. That flavor has MSG, which is a neurotoxin. So you had a concoction. And oh, by the way, even further, you put it in a microwave to heat it up. That's what my mom would do. So my mom's genes to develop cancer or cells that were going to mutate because of epigenetics, my mom was really turning on light switches of her genes, saying, yep, create that protein, create this protein, create that protein. Holy cow, we just created cancer. Hey, too late to turn back now. We're going to start spreading. We're going to have a party. So that's how epigenetics and genetics are related. And I'm going to move on to uh, talking about nutrition and how that affects all that uh, on the next segment. I got to take a quick break here. You are listening to Living the Full Life on 1290-957 WHIO, Dayton Season Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. Also on Instagram, you can find us on um, on iTunes by searching Living the Full Life uh, with Dr. Juan, and that'll be on podcast. And you can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. Press option two. Team is standing by ready to answer your questions um, you know, about this topic or any other topic. If they don't, you don't get the team, leave a voicemail. Uh, it is a holiday weekend. So uh, go ahead and, and leave a voicemail, and we'll get back to you as soon as we're back in the office on uh, August, I mean, of September 8th on Tuesday. So anyway, so I, I want to talk about genetics and epigenetics, and this is something that I definitely want to make sure that, um, that you guys are kind of understanding why I'm talking about that. Uh, once again, genetics, genome. The, it's just the hardware that we find inside of the DNA. Like my genetics were passed down to my kids. Uh, and my wife's genetics were passed down to my kids also. So those genes came together, obviously creating traits and characteristics. Like, you know, one of my daughters has light eyes. The other one has brown eyes, et cetera, right? So not only does it stop there as far as physical traits and the, the look and the skin tone and hair, you know, color, et cetera, it also has to do with the way that your body behaves inside. So the hardware, the genome, is affected by the epigenetics, which is, you know, the actual 
forces acting upon those genes. So those forces are environmental uh, forces such as the food that you eat, the air that you breathe, the mold that you may be exposed to, the chemicals you put on your body or in your body, the medications you take, etc. So all those things affect your body's ability to turn on or off the genes. So why is this important? Uh, let's not let's get away from cancer and diabetes, pretty serious diseases, right? Let's say that um, that you have a cell that is a stem cell. It's not yet decided what it's going to be. It doesn't know if it's going to be an actual heart cell or a liver cell or an actual muscle cell, right? So what happens is that the actual the, the epigenetics there's a actual um, there's a phenomenon that happens. It's called DNA methylation. So I'm trying to keep it sort of layman's terms, but I got to do talk a little bit of science. So it, it is the the DNA itself gets methylated, methylation or methyl group. A methyl group is a carbon with three hydrogens. So I'm not trying to get all you know chemistry on you, but what happens is carbon with three hydrogens attaches to the DNA and this mechanism uh, literally activates this enzyme and then literally it allows the gene to express from that DNA. So for example, there's a stem cell. It doesn't know if it should be a liver cell or a kidney cell. So methylation happens and then it says, holy cow, I need to turn on the genes for me to be a kidney actual cell. I need to turn off the genes uh, from being an actual liver cell. Uh, right. So it decides because of this methylation and also another mechanism is known as the histone modification. Histones are proteins and the DNA. And then this, this histones and protein come together. They create this thing called chromatin, chromatin is in chromosomes, etc. Once again, the histone and the, the methylation, those things actually allow the gene to express certain traits like the one that the on on identified a cell, the stem cell, saying whether it's going to be a liver or a kidney cell, it all has to do with the methylation and histone modification. So what happens is that methyl group shows up, histone group shows up, this cell says I'm going to be an actual kidney cell. You cannot be a kidney cell and a liver cell at the same time, so it turns on the genes for being a kidney cell, turns off the genes for being a liver cell. So that's how that system works. So once again, pretty broad, uh, not trying to lose anybody, but then we're going to talk about how that along with nutrition is affected and what leads you to actually express genes that are not favorable, uh, genes that actually create diseases. Even though you may have those genes, you can turn it on or off based on this DNA methylation and histone modification. And it all has to do with your environment. Once again, the internal environment is controlled by nutrition. So I got to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290-957 WHIO, Dayton Season Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. WHIO. This is WHIO's Brian Kilmeade. Hi, this is Rush Limbaugh. This is my home in the Miami Valley. Dayton is our number one priority. You know that. And as news breaks, we'll break in anytime. 1290-957. WHIO. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, want to remind you, 
Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrWan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. Press option two. Team is standing by. Uh, if you don't get the team, just make sure you leave a voicemail. Uh, and we'll get back to you on Tuesday, September 8th, right after the holidays. Uh, it is a holiday weekend, which is awesome. But nonetheless, go ahead and leave your information, and my team will get right back to you. So welcome back. Uh, we're talking about ge- genetics, epigenetics, and why am I talking about this topic? Once again, it relates to everybody. We all have genes, uh, not blue genes, but obviously genes like genetics, right? I know it's a corny joke, but it's okay. I'm nerdy, so it's all good. Um, but the, the genetics uh, and how people have been told now that, hey, uh, your genes are going to determine your destiny no matter what you do, so don't don't even try, right? And then the, the study of epigenetics has literally revolutionized that thought because it is known now through research that you can actually influence the actual expression of genes and what the genes are coding your body to do and not do based off of solely what you put in your body and on your body and in your mouth. And that's all nutrition, supplements, and beauty products slash toiletries, deodorant, hairspray, etc. All those things have actual chemicals that some of them are not as toxic as others. So you have to be very careful as to what you put in your body and on your body and inside of your mouth because you want to be providing your body with really, really good sources of actual nutritious food. So now, so how does this relate to me, Dr. Juan? What does this mean to me? Like, why is this actually a good uh, thing for me to know? So I, I want to liberate you from the chains of the your dad's or your mom's genes, right? So some of you are deathly afraid because you just found out that, just like I did, that my loved one, my mom, you know, back in 2014 was diagnosed with cancer. So not only does that make me deathly afraid of her dying, of course, fears, you know, whatever. So I, I chose to have a different story in my mind and I chose triumph and, and seeing her through this and helping her naturally. Right. But the one thing that I actually, uh, you know, started worrying about secondary to her actually having cancer was like, OK, well, do I have those genes also? <laughs> And if I have those genes, do my kids have those genes? Like, I know I'm not a female, uh, so, you know, yes, males do get breast cancer too, but is it the genetics for just cancer? Is the genetics for breast cancer specifically? Uh, you know, and then, oh, by the way, what about my daughters and my son? So then I'm like, holy cow, like, this is pretty serious. So I started getting really, really involved and very, very interested in this topic because I wanted to know what I needed to do. And it's not necessarily that I was trying to control my destiny or when I'm going to go home to the Lord. Once again, uh, he has my number. He knows when he wants me home. So that's going to happen whether I want to, whether I eat the most nutritious foods and work out 72 times a day, or if I, I'm a couch potato and I eat you know, Burger King and McDonald's every day. And my time is going to come. But while I'm here, I want to have the best health possible. And that's what I started looking into genetics and epigenetics. And it really intrigued me that you can actually affect your body's expression of genes. For those of you just joining us, you're like, what is he talking about? Expression of genes, what does that mean, right? So you have a computer screen, you have a computer tower, right? Like a desktop, uh, all that hardware, the keyboard and the, and the mouse, all that hardware is actually the the thing doing the, the stuff, the actual, you know, I, I press on the F on the keyboard that types an F on the actual, you know, word process that I'm using. So that is what does the doing, the computer, the hardware, right? The software is epigenetics is what it tells 
in conjunction with the DNA and the codes that are there, it tells the body what to do or not to do and what that cell should do to not do. So uh, it is really important that you understand that if you consume foods that are known unhealthy foods, such as processed foods, processed meats, anything in boxes that last like three years, uh, anything in bottles that last like seven years or, or, you know, whatever, I'm just giving random numbers, but anything that doesn't just decay naturally, like a natural piece of food, like a fruit or a vegetable that would decay on your countertop if you don't eat it. Right. So anything that is not that would most likely have an effect on your actual genome on your hardware because the epigenetics uh, influences where the methyl groups attach on the actual DNA sequence. So not to lose you, the DNA sequence is literally like a, like a song. Uh, I don't know how to read you know, uh, music, but you see a music sheet. It's got a song. And then basically what you're doing, or a paragraph, even better. But, but most of us don't read music, so I'm not going to use that example. Let's say you're reading a paragraph. You got punctuations, and you have commas, and you know question marks, and you know, uh, quote, quotation marks, etc., right? If you took and you moved, yes, the DNA, the paragraph is exactly the same, and that's great. But if you took that paragraph and then you, the spacing between the words, the spacing between the letters, and the quotation marks and the exclamation marks, and also the question marks were placed in different way in different uh, positions, the paragraph would read differently. I think that's the easiest most logical way because all of us for the most part know how to read effectively so when you're reading you're reading a an actual paragraph and when you read that paragraph there's certain natural pauses you take to take a breath in there's commas right that's all your dna your dna is literally the paragraph given the information epigenetics is the quotation marks and the question marks and the expression the expressions that are need to be uh gathered from that from the exclamation points the question marks etc to read the actual message of if you move the question mark from the one sentence to another in that paragraph the paragraph says a completely different message that's what happens when you continue to expose the actual cell and the dna to bad choices such as alcohol, cigarette smoke, processed foods, a bunch of damaging sugar, uh, you know, a bunch of stress because life is going at 96 million dollars an hour. Um, all those things are going to affect where the quotations, commas, periods, and question marks are going to be on that paragraph. So the hardware is going to do its job still. The paragraph is still going to tell the story, but it's going to tell a different story because of the punctuation or the software is off. So what do you do about that? So what you do about that is you actually make choices that would actually help you. So, you know, one of the biggest things, and this is what I taught, you know, and this is once again, you guys are probably sick of hearing me saying this, but one of the biggest things right now is inflammation. And I know you like hate to hear that word anymore. Like for those of you who've been listening for like two, three years, whatever, uh, even like three months, you're like, dude, you talk about inflammation all of the time. Like, please, pre- like pretty please get off that. Uh, stop talking about sugar, Dr. Juan. I like it. I'm never going to give up my Krispy Kreme donuts. I'm never going to give up eating cake or ice cream right before bed. Like I got it. But right here out of this article I'm reading, inflammation is involved in every step of thermal tumor genesis. So when trying to protect against the development of cancer, it is useful to examine inflammation in the body. 
So this is what tells you that if you eat a diet that is pro-inflammatory, you are going to most likely than not, for the most part, are going to trigger your genes to be uh, turned on for things that are not good and turned off for things that are good. So if your LDL cholesterol and HDL cholesterol levels are off the charts and, you know, those are markers for, you know, what the hypothesis people that believe that lipids, you know, cause heart disease, which I can have a whole nother radio show about that. But um, the let's say by, by the normal standard medical accepted model that if you have high cholesterol, you die, um, early. That's definitely not a hundred percent true. So it like makes me like, it makes me pause every time that I sit out of my mouth. Cause I kind of almost want to like, you know, regurgitate and I'm not trying to be graphic or disgusting, but, um, there's a lot of things that have just been said out there with no actual proof. The, the hypothesis or the theory of actual, um, lipid, the lipid hypothesis is what it's actually called. So medical doctors are against it. They actually don't believe that if you have a bunch of high cholesterol. Uh, high cholesterol is a sign that you're actually inflamed. So I guarantee you, for the most part, unless you have those weird genetics that actually dictate that you have 72,000, you know, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah of cholesterol, then that's you. But for the most part, if you're, infl- if you're inflamed, you're most likely going to have a higher everything, blood sugar, uh, inflammation, pain. You're going to have higher uh, cholesterol levels. You're going to have higher, all the things that are bad for you are going to be higher. Why? Because you're literally telling your body that you need to turn those things on. So your body's like, okay, well, hey, the epigenetics, the commas quotations or the software is telling me, the genetics, the DNA, what to do. So let me go ahead and boom. Let me go ahead and um, actually uh, turn on this thing that creates more uh, cholesterol that may become sticky and stick to the inside of my arteries. And this is where like, I want to just give you guys a heads up. Uh, when your doctor's looking at your LDL levels and telling you you need to get on a statin right away, without looking at like your genetic makeup or understanding uh, and also not even looking at your VLDL, very low density lipoprotein. VLDL is the number you should be looking at because that is the actual lipoprotein that gets oxidized. And guess how that, once again, you're like, whoa, you're going a rabbit hole, Dr. Juan. No, I'm not. So VLDL, very low density lipoprotein, VLDL, that's the one that you should be aware of. There's specifically one that's like a certain number, blah, 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 P450, that's what I'm going to call it. I don't think that's the correct number, but nonetheless, that's the one that becomes sticky or oxidized. And all of that happens when you're inflamed, number one. Number two, when you consume things that are actually going to turn on the genes for that actual VLDL to become sticky. And what happens is it sticks to the inside of your arteries and it creates atherosclerosis. And then your doctor says that word to you. You're like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds bad. Your doctor says, yes, it is. So for that reason, we're going to give you a statin. We're going to strip your body of all the cholesterol and triglycerides that are floating through your blood that you actually need for your brain and your nerves. We're going to take that and we're going to get rid of it. So great idea because your levels are low and you look at your your score and you're like, yep, that's good. My dad had high cholesterol. They put him on a statin and it worked. But your dad also developed Alzheimer's because, because of the statins blocking the ability for the actual mitochondria to do his job and also blocking CoQ10 
from doing his job because it's utilizing it. Now, the degradation of the mind because of Alzheimer's and also uh, rhabdomyolysis, when you start losing muscle tone in the legs, the buttocks, and the shoulders, all those things happen because you literally epigenetically literally told some genes to turn off and others to turn on because the environment inside of your body is now different. And now you don't know what to do. But, so you do the same exact thing you've always been doing. You go back to your doctor and the doctor says, hey, listen, uh, let's go ahead and um, it's going to put you on another medication because it looks like you're getting Alzheimer's or dementia. So we're going to put you on a drug that's going to prevent blah, blah, blah. So guess what you did? I'm talking about medications now. Not only do foods actually affect your epigenetics, can you imagine what medications do to it? Absolutely. There are actual drugs being developed to control genes on or off, to express this gene that allows you to do blah and not express this other gene that allows you to do blah. So that is a really, really big reason as to why you should be consuming an anti-inflammatory diet. One of the biggest things uh, that I definitely am a huge fan of is blueberries. They're very, very high antioxidant and literally is, is thought of as an actual superfood. Blueberries, right? Blueberries actually epigenetically reduce the damage on DNA by protecting humans against cancer and even it slows aging. So blueberries and vitamin C and all these other things um, actually work really, really well to allow the actual genes to be expressing the correct actual message so you can read the paragraph properly and your body does what the paragraph says with the right punctuations the right commas and the right question mark so i gotta take a quick break i know i went a little deep there but uh, i gotta take a quick break here you're listening to living the full life on 1290 95.7 whio dane season talk it's an ask the expert weekend on dayton and springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station 1290 and 95.7 whio dayton's news and talk it's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. Press option 2. Team is standing by, ready to answer your questions. Uh, if you don't get an answer, go ahead and leave a voicemail. We'll get back to you on Tuesday, the 8th of September, after we come back from Labor Day weekend. So I uh, want to just welcome you back. I know in the previous segments I've been talking about epigenetics and genetics in, in general and what that means and what, uh, what it means to you and how you can actually, um, you know, do things to be able to uh, help your body express the correct genes and not create disease. So uh, on the previous segment I was talking about specifically, I was talking about actually blueberries and how powerful those are. Uh, There's a bunch of other superfoods out there like goji berries. Uh, Of course, those are really uh, powerful antioxidants as well. Uh, Broccoli has a tremendous amount of antioxidants and detoxification uh, pathways because one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that toxins also cause that methylation uh, of the DNA along with the histone, um, you know, m- mode that that happens on the actual the actual DNA in the actual genome. So 
it is very important that you consume foods that actually have things that are naturally protective, not only to reduce inflammation, but those antioxidants are basically scavengers looking for things that are bad inside your bloodstream and inside of your body. So they're literally scavenging around trying to kill anything that is not normal or, or healthy or anything that is uh, obviously not meant to be in your body so they don't cause this actual uh, genetic expression or the epigenetic uh, you know, you know, uh, shifting of the the DNA message and, and such in the, in the actual body. So what can you do about that? Why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because there's a lot of issues out there that some people are dealing with. So that's exactly why I'm going to actually be having an actual genetics workshop. Uh, we're doing a genetics workshop. It's going to be online. It's going to be taking place on September 21st. And that's going to be happening online on Facebook. So that'll be a Facebook Live presentation that I'll be doing September 21st. And that'll be on a Monday evening at 8 p.m. It'll be Facebook Live. Uh, you can find it there. It's going to be about 45 minutes to an hour. I'm going to be walking through all these genetic issues that people are having because a lot of people are being told that that's just your genetics. There's nothing you can do about that. So you have to remember that there is something you can do, and that's by you affecting the epigenetics actual uh, modality by what you put in your body, by the things that you eat, the things that you put in your body. So I'm going to be talking about that pretty in-depth, a lot more scientific with pictures and more in-depth uh, about the histones and the DNA and chromatin and all these different things and then equip you with a few other uh, actual things that you can do. I'm going to be diving into really, really deep into MTFHR. MTFHR uh, is an abbreviation for basically a really long name, basically uh, a genetic mutation that over 50% of people have that they don't even know they have. And this leads to quite a bit of issues. Uh, for example, when babies are born um, that have MTFHR mutation, they can actually methylate. So I was talking about methylation earlier. And methylation is simply a carbon. So the periodic table, you look at the periodic table in chemistry, you see all those letters. The letter C is a carbon. The letter H is hydrogen. M many of us know that H2O is hydrogen, two hydrogens and an oxygen. That's water, right? So carbon has four, uh, three hydrogens around it. That's called a methyl group. So methylation is absolutely crucial for you to not only be able to express genes properly, but also for you to be able to detoxify. So what happens is that when you have MTFHR, which is genetic mutation, it, it costs you to have these genes turned on that do not allow you to create this enzyme to allow methylation to happen. So, for example, you have a toxin running around your body. The body attaches a methyl group to it. Then it makes it water soluble, and then it can be detoxified through the two detoxification pathways in your liver, kidneys, etc., and then it, your body gets rid of it. When you don't have a good actual methylation enzyme to allow that methyl group to attach to the toxin, you're never going to be able to get rid of those toxins, so the toxicity builds up. So this is why people that have MTFHR are a lot more susceptible to lifestyle diseases such as autoimmune immune issues, also other things that kids that actually have this mutation are born with, like midline defects. So cleft palates, of course, lip and tongue ties, 
Um, there's a blue vein that you can see uh, in between the eyes and a baby, just r- like at the bridge of the nose. Those are all dead giveaways. So I'm going to be talking about those things at this workshop once again. I know that's probably intriguing to some of you. Some of you are like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. But nonetheless, all those things are geared for you to know that there is a way that you can affect your genes. And once again, the biggest thing is this. You're not doomed and gloomed by your genetics. Your des- destiny is not determined by your genetics. So you can actually affect them by epigenetics and that's all through lifestyle choices so folks i hope you learned something today about genetics and genome i know it's kind of heady it's a lot of scientific information i'm trying to break it down so you understand that what you put in your body on your body and what you consume through your mouth all matter and you better be making the better choices for yourself so you can be there for your family in the future so thank you so much for joining me this weekend have a blessed labor day enjoy your families and this time off and we'll see you next week thanks for listening to living the full life on 1290 957 whio days and talk WHIO Dayton, WHIO FM, Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.